When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, Nick, our friends over at PFF unveiled their top 100 players of 2022, and three, three of our Chiefs made the top four. Number one, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Chris Jones. Number three, Joe Burrow. Number four, Travis Kelsey. I mean, obviously, this list are subjective and mostly just fun to debate, but is there a lesson to be learned about constructing rosters when it comes to top-end talent versus building for depth? Yeah, I think the the biggest lesson to learn is to just always have like three of the top five players in the NFL on your team. Just do that every year. And I think you're going to give yourself a really good shot at at winning the Super Bowl. So no matter what, just go out and, and sign the best players in the NFL. I mean, that's that's a valuable <laughs> lesson, right? <laughs> Why isn't everyone I, doing that? Well, the only one of those numbers that like if I would, but before the season, the only one of those that is surprising is Chris Jones. That really? Chris Jones was going to finish the season as the second best player in the NFL. You could, like, I, I was bullish on Chris Jones. I had a 50 to one ticket on him to win defensive player of the year that I put out in like week two of the season. So, like, I thought Chris Jones was going to have a big season. But, and again, you're right. These lists are subjective. So, is he really the second best player in the NFL? Let's find out when the all the all 100 team comes out, the NFL 100 team, right? Because that's voted on by the players. Right. That's what I'm always interested to see. The guys who had to block Chris Jones, how are they going to vote him? Are they going to say he was the best defensive player in the NFL? He did finish second in defensive player of the year voting, by the way. So this isn't like a one-off. But the idea that, that you had the best offensive player in the NFL and the best defensive player in the NFL it's a pretty good, I mean, how many times does that happen? And even if you don't think all three of these guys are top five, let's say you think all three of them are top 10 or top 15. You go back to sort of last summer or last spring, the Chiefs trade Tyree Kill, the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson, the Chargers sign J.C. Jackson, and they trade for Khalil Mack and the Raiders sign Max Crosby to a massive deal, and they give Derek Carr a massive extension, and they trade for Devontae Adams. But like, everybody was being aggressive. Meanwhile, the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill. They don't make any big acquisitions in free agency, and it was sort of this narrative that the Chiefs were being a little bit more conservative, maybe recalibrating a little bit, well, everybody else is being aggressive. The Chiefs were stockpiling draft picks and building for depth while the rest of the AFC West and really the AFC in general. Bengals made some moves. The Bills made some moves. The Dolphins obviously made moves. 
these were the teams that were going for broke. These were the teams that were trying to stockpile stars. Where are all the stars at, Kayla? <laughs> Chiefs Joke sat on, on their hands. They sat on their hands. And they have three of the top five players in the NFL. Who's laughing now? We are Chiefs fans. I mean this, like, I don't think... Like, I think Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and I think this whole team expected to win a Super Bowl this year. I don't think they're shocked by the results. But I do think that specifically Veach and Reid, who build this roster, right? I think they're probably sitting back and kind of cackling a little bit. Like, can you believe that? Like, yeah, we believed we were going to be good. Because when you have Patrick Mahomes, you always think you're going to have a chance. They believe they were going to be good. They believe they were going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Yep. But for them to kind of sit back and 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 sort of smell the roses a little bit and be like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Everybody was coming for our heads. And we took them all down. But the biggest reason why is because you already knew you had an MVP candidate, Patrick Mahomes. You already knew Travis Kelsey was one of the most unstoppable pass catchers in the NFL. We didn't know that Chris Jones was going to be the best defensive player in the league, Kayla. You may have thought he was one of the best. You may have thought he was top 10, top five. But, I mean, as I'm a huge Christian, he was not this guy last year. He wasn't. And he's talked about it. The Cincinnati game from the AFC Championship game last season fueled him for 12 yeah. months. That game fueled his entire year. And he transformed himself. Because let's give credit where it's due. This guy became a different monster. This year, I think last year in the NFL top 100, he was ranked 39th. So his, his peers ranked him 39th. I think he's going to be a little bit higher than that. When does the new list come out? Oh, it won't be until like August. Oh, they unveil it slowly, but surely. I remember that. Yeah. But I think, well, you know what, the, to go back to your original question, the lesson to be learned is if we're talking from a roster construction standpoint, all three of those guys are the highest paid players at their position or were, I think Mahomes, maybe Mahomes will be, I mean, his, his contract is so unique that it, the numbers kind of change. Travis Kelsey was the highest paid tight end. Chris Jones, I think his cap hit was like 29 million this past year. So they were paid like stars. The lesson that I take away from it is if you have stars, you can pay them. It's okay to give guys lots of money. It's okay to make certain players the highest paid at their position. It's not okay to make other guys the highest paid at their position. This idea that you have to build through, you know, one through 53 and you need to disperse the money equally, that's not true. I think sometimes we see teams maybe reaching for the stars when you go out and you sign Russell Wilson to this massive deal, or you give Devonte Adams this massive deal, you can do that as long as you're getting that kind of production, which obviously the Broncos didn't. And obviously the Raiders didn't the chiefs are paying those guys and then they're producing. Mm -hmm. So moving forward each year, anytime you're coming to like a, a, like a, a fork in the road of, do we pay this guy or do you let him walk? I like him, but he wants this much money. It's no, no, no. What do you think he's going to give you? The Chiefs have a lot of decisions to make. Orlando Brown Jr. is the top of that list. He wants a lot of money, Kayla. 
Is he going to give you that kind of production? He wants $25 million a year. Chris Jones made 29. Is he going to have the type of impact on your team's chances of winning a Super Bowl as Chris Jones just had? Because I saw Chris Jones dominate. How many times, how many games did Chris Jones dominate this year? How many games did he did he end with like a too big many spot? to count? What was his sack total after the regular season? 15 and a half? Yeah. And how many of those came, dude? How many of those came on third down in the fourth quarter? Clutch of moments. The one score game. Yep. I mean, that is next level play. That's why he winds up number two on this list of the best players in all of football. You don't do that just by having a nice little season. And that's kind of the point. Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown Jr. had a nice little season. He can have a nice little season again, but you don't pay him $25 million to have a nice little season. You pay $25 million, you better get domination. That's the lesson to be learned. And I think uh, it's a valuable lesson for a team that, Maybe if you got him, you know, a little bit of, if you got him a little bit of uh, truth serum, they would admit that we, we didn't exactly think it was going to work out the way it did, but we're glad it did. I'm happy for Chris Jones. Hell yeah, man. That's Give how you do a glow up. Yes, indeed. Nick, it is time for our first ever mailbag. Chiefs chat, oh. Oh. Chiefs chatter. We're still working on a title. This is exciting. This is uh, yeah. What wait was it? Chiefs <laughs> chatter. Chiefs chat. I don't. I don't. I said. I think I said Chiefs chat before. I like Chiefs. Open chat. to discussion. All right, let's have let's have ourselves a little Chiefs chat. Who wants let's to do join it. Up chat today? Okay. Well, we had some people write in. Thank you for submitting your Chiefs questions. Oh yeah, give that email one more time, will you? Yes, the email is gamedaykc at gmail.com. So we will be doing this once a week, right? Yes. On recording on Mondays, so the episode comes out Tuesday. So yes, submit your questions. Um, we would love to talk to you. Again, thoughts, comments, concerns, anything. Send us those questions. Um, we're going to start with Kurt. He said, which team will the Chiefs defeat next year's Super Bowl? Ooh. I, I like mean, this confidence. So basically. <laughs> so we're back. The NFL, or the NFC has been much more difficult to predict year to year. There's not yeah. as much staying power. Like I expect the Eagles to be good again. Are they going to go to the Super Bowl again? The Niners are good every year. Yep. But I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, the Packers. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I'm never going to bet on the Vikings as long as Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. <laughs> I'm never going to bet on the Cowboys just out of principle. Dude, who the hell is left? Um, so my dream Super Bowl scenarios in the past have been Chiefs versus Rams just because of the whole like former Missouri in-state rivalry right. thing. Um, and then Chiefs versus Packers because of Super Bowl one. I think that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that hasn't happened. And I don't know that it's going to happen in the next few years. I would still love to see that matchup at some point. I mean, who knows? It could be the Eagles. I They've got a solid team and Jalen Hurts is. It feels like it never. Up and up. But it never happens. Like that. Okay, super, I was, that losing the Super Bowl hangover, you know. Um, How many times have. I shouldn't. 
shouldn't ask questions. I don't know. How many times have there been a repeat Super Bowl the next year of the same two teams? I feel like that probably doesn't happen often. Um, I don't think it's happened in my lifetime. Okay, so it's never happened. Well, I'm not that old. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, God. I didn't mean it. Like I am. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, I'm trying to think here. Okay, I'm going back. I'm looking at it. Has it ever happened? I doubt it's ever uh, happened. It would just require too much. Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills. It has happened in my lifetime. Oh. Uh, 1993, 1994. Cowboys, Bills. And Cowboys won both times, right? Because Bills haven't won a Super Bowl. Correct. Ugh. So, um, so here's really what it comes down to, Kayla. I think you have to, you have to no matter what you do, and I love these, that's why I love these exercises. It requires <laughs> you to get creative. It requires you to think outside the box, and it requires you to like predict something that, like your brain tells you probably won't happen, but you kind of have to like convince yourself, I guess if this happened and that happened and that happened, it could happen. So like, I think to me, an interesting one is what if, what if the bears just t like absolutely own this <laughs> off season and take a massive step next year? Hear me out. Nobody's okay. they have the number listening. one overall pick and the number one overall pick. They're not going to draft the first overall pick they're going to trade back adam schefter already reported this and it makes sense they're going to they're going to build around justin fields they okay. are going to you know take will anderson right or whoever whichever defensive player that you want nobody has more cap space so you can go out you can spend on the offensive line spend they need a lot of help on defense they need some receivers maybe they sign juju to a massive deal right i'm just getting i'm getting creative with it we see this almost every year. A team goes from worst to first, whether it's the Cincinnati Bengals who have done it, the, the San Francisco 49ers have done it multiple times. I mean, they drafted Nick Bosa and Trey Lance, and then the next year, you know, right back into the thick of things. It happens yeah. almost. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the number one overall pick last year, and they went to the AFC divisional round. I know it doesn't make sense. I know your brain's telling you, no, the Bears sucked. I just watched them. But all you need is one great offseason, and you need a quarterback to take a big leap. Justin Fields already took a leap from year one to two. Could he take another one from year two to three? So, um, yeah, I, I'm going I'm going the Chicago Bears. As <laughs> you, you look so bewildered. Well, it's that and it's my hair drying and yeah. freaking me out because it's getting so frizzy. Um, crazier things have happened. I mean, I want to, they, didn't they have like the best losses all season? <laughs> like they're right on the cusp. I feel like mm -hmm. of just really being a good team. So I like that. A Midwest Super Bowl. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. I'm here, Let's keep I'm it here the, for it. Let's keep it in the central time zone, baby. Love that. Should we get to another question? Yeah, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Okay. Um, we're already running late, so we'll end with this one. Uh, this isn't even a Chiefs question. This is from Mikey, and I believe this question is directed towards you, Kayla. Has your laugh always been so contagious? You do have a contagious laugh. 
It gets higher. It gets higher with each. Does it? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. You know. Oh that. my gosh, I laugh way too much on this podcast, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but it can be excessive. Like we could dial it back a bit. No, uh, to answer your question, okay. Um, I know Mikey. This is my friend. Hi, Mikey. Uh, the answer is yes. When I was a baby, my mom said I laughed like Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> I actually know I loved Woody the Woodpecker when I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have been people either love my laugh or they think it's scary. Um, I have a, it's even on my Instagram bio loud laugher. So I'm already warning you. I have yeah, a loud laugh. Uh, we don't. We don't laugh shame on this. We don't laugh to shame on this show. Okay. Well, yes, I have a, I've always had, I guess, a contagious laugh. I'm a happy person. No, that's I'm a good thing. I can apologize. Don't ever apologize for it. Don't ever apologize for it. Nick, I like your laugh. Thank you. I think I have a pretty nondescript laugh. <laughs> I don't really think it, uh, it's no Woody Woodpecker, but no, it is no Woody Woodpecker, but it's okay. All right. Nothing to scoff at. <laughs> 